Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Before we get to next year, we got to re-sign Belly. So that's all I'm going to say. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, that is the voice of Dansby Swanson. What are you laughing at? The music. Oh, yeah. Baby, come back. Yeah. Belly, come back. Belly, come back. Belly, come back, please. You can blame it all on me. Yes. That was the overwhelming sentiment at Cubs convention. Yeah, I know. I mean, and that will get you what in life? I mean, he's popular. Why wouldn't he be? He dominated the How convention. Are they going for him? I know. Without being there. He won the convention. He won going away. He won. He was the at big. At the Cub caucus, Cody Bellinger was the runaway <laughs> the winner. Cub caucus. It was really <laughs> impressive. I, I think it put the pressure on, and I don't know how they respond to it. Look, I was there. People probably talked about Cody Bellinger more than any other topic, both on and off the air when we did inside the clubhouse. Yes. Molly, I, I just think that now, huge letdown. If you go into the season with Michael Bush at first base and Pete Crow Armstrong in center field, you Didn't may, you talk to Pete Crow too? You running him out? What are you doing? <laughs> that was Friday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not running him out. I don't know. You he was just a fine said... young man. Okay. Fine young lad. You talked about being stuck with him. <laughs> well, I don't know that you want him to be your opening day center fielder. What? How? How far away from spring training? What? What is it? A month. We're a little more than the a White month. Sox. They just loaded their truck and left. Did you a, see that a footage? Month and a week away. No, I didn't watch that. Yeah, they loaded up the truck. They did, did the, they? the annual. Kind of, hey, cameras, Are they stopping? look at this truck leaving. Are they stopping in Nashville? No, Kansas City. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I knew they were going to have to stop on the way. Well, <laughs> They're going to pick up more They're coaches. saving Nashville for a midseason tour. They're going to pick up more coaches and bad players, <laughs> or more bad coaches and players <laughs> okay. in Kansas City. Nice. But we digress. Dansby Swanson, on the stage during one of the segments and both and on the air with us on Saturday morning talked about talking to Jed Hoyer and the over the overriding message is you got to bring him back. Cody Bellinger, you got to bring him back. I don't know that anyone's going to take the Cubs seriously as contenders in that division unless you bring Cody Bellinger back. And even when you do, you still might be a pitcher away. You still might need other pieces, but it starts with Bellinger. Scott Boris, Jed Hoyer, Kind of having a staring match now. Who's going to blink first? Don't know. Yeah. There was a story, um, was it last week, the week before, that that um, the Blue Jays are now leading in the Cody Bellinger pursuit. They're ahead of the San Francisco Giants. And the Cubs are out there. But the Cubs aren't considered the favorites. I, I got to think that they're the favorite. Of course I, they're I think the I want to be. I want to believe that. I and hope he believes that. 
I if, hope I hope this is all about him getting back to the Cubs and Scott Boris is trying to figure out a way to get him more money. Well, the size of the contract, the length of the deal is obviously what is probably part of the holdup. And at, at the beginning of the offseason, I feel like the number was going to be higher. And I don't know if it's going to exceed $200 million now. I think we're all speculating. No. I think it's closer it's, to 182, 185. How about well, that? Well, it would still be the richest deal in Cup history if it's at 185. It's a lot less than whatever Otani finally got. <laughs> well, Otani got 700 million. Well, I'm just saying, if they were in those sweepstakes, they have enough money to pay. So this they could guy. justify it by being a bargain. How about this? Uh, yeah, how about that? You, you, you spend 180 million, let's say hypothetically. Yes. Cody Bellinger signs for seven years at $180 million. Mm. And you feel like that's a bargain? <laughs> um, I, I think given the price of paying poker this year, the way the stakes went up, if you're sitting at the table for 185 with this guy, I think you're feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, I do think that's probably true. I think you have now, when you talk about, being consistent with your decision-making and being consistent with your logic and off-season philosophy. Hmm. The Cubs aggressively went out and got a manager, and they paid him top dollar. And when they did that, we'll go back, and you don't have to – it wasn't that long ago. It was in early November. We said that announced the Cubs as being serious this off-season about being aggressive and doing whatever is necessary to put a contender on the field in 2024. Finish the job. Finish, finish the sentence. You know, don't end with a period. Make it an exclamation point. When you hire Craig Council from the Brewers for $40 million, you've, that's a good start to the offseason, but you've got to finish it with talent that is commensurate with that kind of commitment. Yeah, um, I guess people are thinking he's going to make over $200 million, and you know, I've heard 225. That's what it'll cost to get him back here. That seems like an awful lot of money, given that his he's not signed anywhere yet. If he's looking for 225 and he hasn't signed yet, does that mean 225 is available for him? Well, I don't know because the the thing with Cody Bellinger is as much as we can celebrate his resurgence last year, great year, and his two strike approach was was phenomenal, mm -hmm. and all the things that he meant to the Cubs as one of the more valuable players, if not the most valuable player on that team. He did fall off the cliff in L.A., and there was a reason why he was signing that one-year contract and he was, you know, a player the Dodgers gave up on. Whatever happened in L.A., if you sign him to a long-term contract, are you sure that it's not going to happen again? How do you avoid falling off a cliff again? That's the only concern with Cody Bellinger. I don't want to, like, Say that or speak it to an existence and, and, and say that's a primary, that's the over, that it scares me enough to stay away from him because he, I don't think it does. He'll but, be 29 in July, right? Yeah, he hasn't I'm turned 30 saying, yet. He's no, on the right side of 30. He's on the right side of 30, but how many years you giving him? Six or seven is going to be what he has to sign for because Otherwise, I don't think Boris will settle for anything and what less. Do you, and what are you making? 28 million a year? Minimum twenty five, probably between twenty five and thirty million dollars at six or seven years. That's, That's a, a long term commitment. Are you, you're over two hundred million. Are you are you confident in years four, five, and six of that deal that is going to be the question. same run producer? Can you get them for like a, you know, seven year deal that has an out in two years? 
You know what I mean? Opt-outs. You got, well, just yeah. change the contract into the kind of thing that makes it look like he got more money so Boras feels like he's done a good job and he's constantly raising the market value while actually giving him The illusion of a $220 million contract with the reality of a three-year opt-out, something like that. Yes. Yeah, I think there's some creative uh, uh, deal-making that is possible, and you see it happen all the time. Hope so. I I hope that it truly is the fourth inning of this offseason, as Jed Hoyer alluded to over the weekend, because that would mean that they they still have a lot of of baseball left. Are are you – are you good with Dansby Swanson giving advice to the team as it as uh, it, it um, as it relates to spending money? Are you good with your guy? Hey, we got to get Belly back. We got to do that first. I love everything that Dansby Swanson is as a Cub leader. I, I think that he isn't reckless in with giving advice. He's also somebody who has that sort of mentality that he's in constant communication with the front office. I don't think you want 25 guys like that, but I think when you have uh, your your shortstop and your, your big money signing last offseason and he's, and he's you're invested 177 million dollars in him, you can take a little bit of That's a good deal. You can, you can and, take and some some guidance from him, some and counsel, his, yeah. His wife just got a new deal. She did. We that, should have talked about that yesterday. His wife Mallory, the former Mallory Hugh, now Mallory Swanson mm-hmm. got a the richest contract in the uh, the women's soccer league, whatever that's called, the NW uh, NWSL. Yep. NWSL. The what is it named? North America. I don't know. Women's soccer women's league. Soccer. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're owned by Laura Ricketts. It's, she put together an ownership group and bought that team. She, of course, a co-owner of the Chicago Cubs, and they made uh, Mallory Swanson um, the the rich they gave her the richest contract in their league's history. I think she's going to make what is it like four hundred thousand dollars a year? Five year is, deal worth two million dollars, I believe. Okay, so that's, that's a commitment. A, that's a great uh, deal for her, and it's great for the Red Stars. I would say she. This has nothing to do with Cubs ownership or with her husband. She is probably better at her sport than he is at his sport. In other words, <laughs> and, and I'm not dissing him, but what is he? Like the is he he's not the richest player in baseball? No, he's not. And he's not making um he's not a better shortstop than every shortstop in the league. She's in the top 11 players in the country. She plays for the the US national team. Unfortunately, she was injured. She is a great player. I mean, she is a top player, a top five player in the United States. You couldn't say that about him as a baseball That's player. That's true. I'm not dissing That's, him. You just dissed him. I think he's a great player. I think she's better at her sport than he is at his. I, and I understand I, the difference between the two sports. So I know you, don't you do. To, you're a soccer you guy. You don't have to come at me. I'm not coming at they you. They missed her the in the World Cup, you, and they you, need her. She's a great player. One thing I learned early, you don't want to argue soccer with Molly. I, I just think that – She's better at his sport, at her sport than he is at his, and that's not an nah, insult. Nah, 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 nah. He's obviously a great player. He is, and <laughs> Dustin's giving me the skunk eye. I know. Well, 
No, it's just Wednesday at 7-14. Oh, it's just Dustin's eyes. She has a four-year deal with a fifth-year option. And there are a couple of little interesting things about this deal, too, because, yes, I would agree with you. Mallory Swanson is a more elite or a, a soccer player of, of more distinction than Danzy Swanson is a, as a baseball player. That's a crazy thing to say. Well, but I mean, there true. are more baseball players probably to, you know, make that an easier statement to make. You know, yeah, I agree with you. I do agree with you. But what this also says is that this is a huge commitment on behalf of the Chicago Red Stars. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is the richest contract that I think there's ever been in the uh, NWSL. And that, by Laura Ricketts, says something about how this team in Chicago is, you know, wants to be legitimate, wants to be uh, appealing and is willing to, you know, commit that kind of money and those resources to keeping the best players around. And Mallory Swanson is an elite player. Yeah, she's real good. Do you think that she would be getting the same contract if Danzy Swanson were a utility guy? That's good. That's a good question. I think she would. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if she would. You want to keep that family happy if you're the Ricketts family. Yes. Yes, and now they are. It's it's nice. You you keep your team, the team here. Um, You know, there are really good players around the world, and she's one of the best American players. I'm not, you know, I mean, I I don't know. Who's the best player in women's soccer? I don't follow it close enough. Um, I, I can't tell you. Who, um, you know, I mean, she's not, it's not like she's getting an award for being the best player in the world, you know, but she's awful good. And they've got Samantha Kerr is uh, somebody who also played in Chicago. I think she's a very yeah, good international. She's, she's a very good player. Uh, uh, player in, yep. of some re- renown. Is she with the English? Australian, I think. Australian. She's Australian. That's right. I have to brush up on my women's soccer yeah. trivia. Gotta listen to these. Back to the accents. Cubs for a moment, if we, if we could. No, we're talking <laughs> can, about women's can, soccer. Can I get we're back staying? to the Cubs for yes, a second? Please. I wanted to ask you this. You you kind of chided me about writing off Pete Crow Armstrong. I'm not. Oh. I think he still could be part of the part of the deal. Uh, he was a good interview on Friday. I wonder this. I found it interesting this morning to read in the Sun Times a story about Brendan Davis. Remember him? Mm, I do. Injured, top prospect for the Cubs. Is he a guy that is going to be? resurgent this year is he healthy do you count on him where does he fit into your plans is, or is he somebody that could get healthy just in time to trade him because you might need a pitching piece brennan on the moor brennan on the bold brave undaunted is young brennan on the moor old irish song i don't know if it's about him but i don't think it, it is include <laughs> i really don't we think could, we could replace davis for the moor i don't know I don't. Um, I don't think that he's. On, I don't on know. The horizon. David, I don't think, I think he's on the more. Honestly, I don't think I, but I think that you're talking about him as. As here's the thing. You know, baseball very interesting game. A lot of top prospects do not graduate into being top players. That's the reality of baseball. You can make a deal that includes the number one player, the number one prospect. Uh, in the game, and then you can watch him do nothing on the south side for a number of years. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a I don't second. want to talk specifically about uh, Yo-Yo, as he was once called by a broadcaster. Yo, I mean, 
Machado. But he's not the best player in baseball, and he hasn't lived up to his standard as the top prospect. That's life. That's how different that game is. Usually, if you're if you're a top prospect at a sport, you graduate to better than we've seen from some of these pro- top prospects. So potential gets you fired. Can't get you fired. Yeah, and I wonder what's Same ahead though. for Brendan Davis. You wish I him don't well. know. I great hope he great young does man. Well. You talk about great interviews. He's a terrific interview as well. But got to produce. So you look at the Cubs offseason. If they are in the fourth inning, there's a rumor from Bruce looking forward to talking to him at eight twenty-five. Right about um, them going after Emmanuel Classe from the Guardians as a closer. Uh, are they going to try to add a starting pitcher yet? Because Jordan Montgomery's still out there. Mm-hmm. That would take some resources, and you wonder about their spending and their ability to land somebody like that and insert him in the starting rotation. Where does Shota Imanaga fit in? Is he a middle-of-the-rotation guy, the Japanese lefty who stole the show at the Cubs convention? Yes. That was fun. Hey, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Cubs going to win today. <laughs> it was a good moment. It was funny. Look forward to his uh, first start. Hopefully, he's smiling after that one. Yeah, I, I mean, third or fourth start. It's a nice think. introduction. It is. Brendan Davis didn't he have like a weird back surgery? Like he had something that had to do. It, it was Hernia? like no, it was, be- it was his back, and he had like a surgery, but it was more like some of his arteries were close to. It was a weird back thing. That uh, that he had to deal with, no. Well, it's something I that uh, is very delicate and right. It I, I wasn't his think... back; like his back went out. It was more like some arterial issue that was in his back, which am is I, not good. Am I wrong about that? I I thought I remembered that the vascular mal- malformation. Is that what, That's it, what is? it was? That's yeah, it was a vascular yes. malformation, which is basically a nest of blood vessels that pushed against a nerve, which yes. makes a bad back situation much worse. Yeah. It's not your typical, oh, okay, we'll have a little surgery, he'll come back, and boom. It's more complicated. Not a doctor, but those were the reports. And that explains why he hit, you know, didn't he hit below 200 last year on and off of the injured list and in and out of action. So you hope that he can make a recovery. He does have the talent, but he's got to stay healthy. I remember being out one night and ran into Reggie Theus, who is, I think, estranged from his son. Uh, Brendan Davis, but he was with one of the girls, I believe, from Sister Sledge. Did he date it? Because everybody was going crazy. That, that's, you know, the bull star with one of the girls from Sister Sledge. Do you remember I, that? I don't remember that. Okay. Years I, and years and years. We'll, we'll bring that up when he's inducted into the Ring of Honor. Yeah. Next year. With the Ring of Honor. I, Rich, are Rich, they going to pull the plug on that thing? No. Okay. No. They're going to come back at it, I, I bet. Uh-huh. They're going to do it better this time. And that's not a knock on anyone. Dan Wiederer is going to join us next. Molly and Hall on the school. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dan Wiederer. You've got a guy with, with credentials. You've got a guy with some qualifications. And now there's just when done at its best provides a level of steadiness and stability that helps create and stimulate success. On-air contributor for 670 The Score. Listen, we're not going to accept the status quo. We are going to push for more. We are going to strive for more. Co-host of the Take the North podcast with our own David Haw. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Dan Wiederer with Mullane Haw on 670 The Score. Bear down. Let's go. <laughs> Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always fun to talk to Dan Wiederer, and he joins us on The Score Hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Dan, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. You know, we're looking at the list of potential uh, offensive coordinators for the Bears, and uh it's obviously incomplete. They need to do uh, some more uh, interviews. We know that. And uh, I'm sure they'll want to get to another round of it. Um, you know, it was interesting because Greg Roman is a little different than the other guys they're talking to. And Greg Roman might have been a guy that when he was um, on the street last year, I think at one point we talked about the idea of signing him just to a – just as a as a guy who would be you know a contributor maybe help a little bit some of his ideas and then you could lock him up in case you wanted to get him moving forward give him uh, you know what's a million dollars among friends the bears have a lot of it uh, just give him you know any kind of deal to keep him in the mix and maybe he'd help Justin Fields some of his ideas um I don't know how I view him as a as a Caleb Williams possibility, right? So I think that yeah. these guys the Bears are bringing in, you keep thinking about how they fit with different quarterbacks. And uh, I don't know. I don't. This one's a little bit different. No, you're right on that, Molly, because Greg Roman's uh, M.O. is about running the football. He is known in league circles as a guy who is really, really almost a wizard at creating run game uh, design that is truly effective. It's what he did in Baltimore. It's what he did back in San Francisco. In the middle, there was a stop in New York, uh, Buffalo. I'm sorry. Uh, and and so the, the, you're looking at a guy who who has not been known as a developer of passing quarterbacks. And so that's probably what you are seeking to join the 21st century NFL in a way that takes whoever you choose to be your quarterback in 2024 and beyond and, and puts them on an upward arc toward developing into a high level passer. This is truly one of the most significant hires the bears will make for a long time because of the timing of it, because of what you have to do at the quarterback position this off season. And it's going to be very interesting to see what direction they ultimately lean and then also just kind of how they have shared their vision with these candidates, because I don't know that I could be a candidate for this job and walk out of an interview with the Chicago Bears without having some form of clarity on what their options are at the quarterback position and what my role would be in, in kind of helping shape that. And so that's where this is really fascinating. And, and the decision they make is going to be really, really telling. So, Dan, who do you think put this list together and how is this search different than the one two years ago that landed Luke Getze. Well, David, you and I talked about 
one of the sort of underrated quotes from last week that I found a little bit bothersome after the dust settled, which was Ryan Poles being asked about, okay, you're, you're kind of rebooting the coaching staff uh, two years after you and Matt assembled it in 2022. And Ryan essentially said to, to paraphrase him here that, oh yeah, things were a little bit rushed two years ago because I was just getting in the door. Matt was just getting in the door and it was a little bit rushed. And it was like, well, wait a second. Yeah, that's how this works. And, and, and that's a, a missed opportunity. If you're now here two years later, um, with 10 coaches from the original staff you put together, no longer part of the, the organization and having to repiece this thing together. And so um, what's different is those guys are in place now and they, they've had time to think about this. They've had an opportunity to um, be compiling these lists for longer than they did two years ago. And I would uh, sense that it's a, a collaboration between Matt and Ryan in terms of what they're looking to get out of these hires and 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 how they're going to go about it. And remember, this isn't just an offensive coordinator job that's open. There's a defensive coordinator vacancy as well, which there's been little chatter on right now, which leads me to believe that potentially they're uh, considering an in-house promotion there and then would just hire behind that. But there's a lot of work to be done before this month ends to, to try to get yourself on stable ground with your coaching staff. And certainly, again, that, that offensive coordinator hire is going to be truly significant. Dan, we know the Rooney rule is established to be fair to minority candidates and make sure that people get an opportunity to get interviews, to get in front of people. And even if they aren't hired at the time, maybe they stay in someone's mind and down the line, uh, they learn from the interview or people learn from the interview. The Rooney rule states that if you're hiring a head coach, you have to have two minority external candidates if you are hiring a coordinator, you need to have one minority external candidate. I don't know if the Bears, the five names mentioned are all Caucasian men. I don't know if the Bears have interviewed someone or have a plan to interview someone. But at this point, that list is incomplete based on the Rooney rule. Yeah, correct. And, and they're going to have to to check those boxes to to proceed forward here. And so I'm um, going to be interesting to see what names get added to the list and and the, the seriousness of those candidacies. And um, like again, like this is this is an important time uh, for the organization here. You talk to other people around the league, and and the sense is that when you remove yourself from the emotion of what's going on in Chicago, that that this decision at the quarterback position shouldn't be all that difficult when push comes to shove in the next couple of months. Now the bears have a ton of homework to do there, but I, I truly believe that you need to have a coordinator on board soon to help be a part of your process to do this right, you know, and to, and to be able to, to choose the quarterback that you believe is going to be the best suited engine to become the engine of a, a championship drive, you know, in multiple runs in the playoffs for years to come and so uh, they don't have a lot of time to drag their feet and, and obviously I think Matt and Ryan got out on the road late last week to do some of these uh, interviews in person out west and, and we'll see if they're just kind of making their way back across the country in a way that that uh, helps them uh, get to the finish line of this. Dan, when Caleb Williams made the inevitable decision to announce that he was declaring for the NFL draft, it was a pretty polished and thoughtful announcement. He talked about wanting to be in the NFL since he was five years old. I think he was even quoted as saying it would be an honor to play for whatever team drafts him first overall. Of course, the Bears have that pick. Did anything about the way that he announced that he was declaring for the draft, have you talked to anybody since that's happened or in the past week or so that has changed your opinion uh, about Caleb Williams or stood out in any way? No. Uh, 
the scouting reports on Caleb Williams are not going to be revised or rewritten based on an Instagram post. Um, and essentially you've got a months long process here for any team interested in getting in line for Caleb Williams to do their homework in terms of who he is as a person, who he is as a football player, who he is when you join those two things up, football player and person to try to figure out what his priorities are, what his DNA is, how he handles uh, those all important parts of, of the QB one position, which is handling criticism, pressure, uh, you know, the spotlight, uh, opportunity that comes from outside the building. All those things are things you have to go out and explore. Uh, that's going to be homework that's done uh, not through social media research, but through actual in-person interviews with Caleb, uh, his inner circle, his medium circle, his outer circle, everybody that's ever uh, been around him to try to figure out what he's all about. What I think is really significant here is the Bears are the first in line for Caleb Williams, and they have the, the right of first refusal to say, yeah, no, we're going to go in a different direction. But being first in line gives you an opportunity to, to do a lot uh, that you know, other teams might not be able to do, you know, like the bears in, in 2021 didn't do a lot of in-person stuff with Trevor Lawrence because they knew they had no chance at, at, at picking him. Right. He, he, they were drafting 21st. He was going to be off the board at number one overall. And th this opens up the door uh, of possibility here for you to do every last bit of homework that you need to do on the prospect. Um, I can't emphasize this enough. Everyone that I talked to within the league looks at the, the tape of Caleb Williams and th there is nobody that says, oh, man, there's some major red, red flags in terms of, of who he is as a football player. I, th there is a sense that, yeah, no, he's not the flawless prospect. Yes, there are things you're going to have to polish up. But the things that this guy does as a quarterback at that position uh, leaves people with their jaws dropped. And so now the, the homework is is really centered on figuring out if it's a fit for your organization, figuring out what you think you this kid is going to be uh, in terms of his drive and work ethic and priorities over the next uh, five to 10 to 15 years. I, I believe if he came out last year that he would have been the top pick in the draft and um, ahead of all those guys, Bryce, Bryce Young, obviously. C.J. Stroud, I think he'd have been the first pick. Now Correct. you made that trade, and you wind up with a chance. Not only do you get all the assets you had, you wind up with a chance to get the guy. Mm -hmm. Seems like yeah. that's a massive home run if you do that, and you restart the clock and all that other stuff. But people – yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. People seem no, stuck on it, this, though. Yeah, It's it's sitting on a tee for you. And one of right. the reasons that right. they passed last year was because they saw an opportunity to gather capital, to, to, to build up the roster, and then to have uh, a stockpile of picks that, if so desired in 2024, they could go trading all the way up uh, to get in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. You don't have to trade up. You have to use one pick that used to belong to the Carolina Panthers to do this. This is a, a, about as easy as it gets for a general manager in terms of being in position to make a selection in a draft that a lot of people in the league have been looking forward to um, for, for years now. And, and so look again, it, it, it comes down to that, that homework that they're going to do. Um, and that's important. It's an important part of this process. You have to make sure you're really comfortable with it, but I, I would be stunned if that wasn't the, the direction they were leaning trying to find something that might sway them off of that, if that makes sense, you know, rather than, than trying to talk themselves in to picking Caleb Williams, I think it's the other way around. Dan, it was a super wild card weekend to make a Bears fans cringe. And there are a lot of cringeworthy moments because you look at what's happening and you apply it to what's going on here. What was the biggest takeaway for you from a Bears perspective? Um, well, look, like <laughs> there's a couple things, David. The first one is, wouldn't it be nice? 
right? Like, wouldn't it be nice to be in the super wildcard weekend every once in a while and at least once more than every four or five years. And, and, and so you look at that and you say, man, like this organization has to take advantage of uh, the momentum that they built up, albeit modest at the end of 2023 and, and think about playing um, in the 2024 playoffs. And then obviously putting together a run that goes beyond that. We all know that this is a quarterback driven league. We all see that Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are getting ready for another postseason reunion. And those are two organizations that got the quarterback position, right. And are consistently in the mix in January. I think it's really easy to get, um, swallowed up by one hit wonders every year and go, well, that's a method to do it. Or, or that's a possibility of, of getting yourself into the playoffs when the goal is, sustained success and and you look at the teams that sustain success they get a high level quarterback and they get high level play out of that high level quarterback and then they just ride that and that wave is really exhilarating to ride uh the buffalo bills are a fascinating organization because before this recent surge now and and I, i'm checking my notes here i think uh they've been in the playoffs every year since 2019 um they were lost. That franchise wasn't doing anything. They were like the Bears. They were wandering in the, the wilderness of NFL mediocrity. They couldn't get it right. And then they got the quarterback position right. And they did a lot of things right around the quarterback. But look at where they are now, you know, and they're constantly in the mix. They're, they're still pursuing that that breakthrough to get into the final Sunday of the season. But that's where you desire to be. And so when you watch these playoff games, you see like, man, like the, 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 this isn't uh, some riddle that is hard to figure out find a star quarterback if you can and then ride that wave as far as it'll take you and of course the bears match up pretty well with detroit who currently own the north but there's an issue yeah. there with green bay because they don't match up well with that team and it looks like jordan love may own the north moving forward they're behind i believe three teams totally in the four-team division but who cares if you lose 10 <laughs> games don't make any moves yeah, I mean, you can put them on equal footing with the Vikings who seem to be going in the opposite direction right now. But man, like, you know, I was texting with uh, Dave Burkett in Detroit who covers the Lions and has done a great job for so long. And what a week this is for him now preparing for <laughs> his second home playoff game of the month for an organization that hadn't hosted a home playoff game uh, since the 90s, you know. And so um, you look at Detroit, I was joking with him. I said, hey, you know, he said it's it's a really busy week, but it sure beats a coaching search. And I said, well, you may never have a coaching search again because Dan Campbell's obviously unlocked the secret there in Detroit and you just you you feel uh again another organization that was lost for a long time and and not that Jared Goff is the guy that's going to put you in uh contention through the middle of the 2030s but they've they've found their formula you know and 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 they're uh, obviously building in the right direction they've got a, a belief there that's built up in a way that is really exciting and now you get to to host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh indoors by the way yeah. uh, for those concerned with the, the weather report on yeah. on Sunday on Sunday against the Bucs I and, believe they're favored by four and if if Green Bay yeah. can overcome the ten points that uh, that they're handing <laughs> to San Francisco, never know. Maybe the two teams meet in the NFC Championship. Mm, boy. Maybe, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet. <laughs> I on know. That. I'm just I, my, the 49ers are my pick right now to uh, to, to be in the confetti shower next month. Good stuff, Dan. As long as they're not down by eight in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Great stuff, Dan. Thank you, buddy. All right, fellas. We'll talk soon. Yep. Yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope. The Packers get there just so the Bears can see two division opponents. It would be really demoralizing to a lot of Bears fans to and see I that don't matchup want, in the I NFC Championship. I do not game. want the Packers to win it. You know what yesterday was? Yesterday was the 13-year anniversary since the last Bears playoff victory. Yeah, that's, uh, let's see. January 16th, 2011. Yeah. 
2011. Somebody sent me the front page of the Chicago Tribune the next morning last night as a reminder of how long it's been. And uh, yeah. Jay Cutler triumphantly extending his arms in the little as a snowfall. There's, there's not a lot that's happened since 2011, right? 13 years. Yeah, nothing really went on in those 13 years. Just oh, goodness. a generation of children grew up into adults. Uh, Worldwide pandemic. Nothing major. Mully and Hall on the score. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. I am worried about you. You are going to lose a digit so, if you keep this up. All right, so we have to take our off, uh, uh-huh. off-the-air conversations on the air. Yeah. Look, I have run outside the last two days. I'm not terribly proud of myself for admitting that. I don't know if it's the smartest thing in the world. I do have a routine, and I don't know if it's smart to continue that routine in the weather that it's been. Get a treadmill. I, I do. I, I did the elliptical. Do the one up here. I'm going to be there later today I'm because I have a TV tonight. But I, I have cut back on the mileage when I ran outside the last two days or three days. <laughs> That, that wise move. I layered up, and yeah. I and I went out. But I tell you, what, yesterday, when my eyelids felt like they were frozen yeah. shut, I, it was time to turn around. Yeah. Because when you're going against the wind, yeah. that's the problem. When you're going with the wind, you feel like you could go forever, and it feels like it's thirty I, degrees. I took a bike ride yesterday. No, I didn't. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? <laughs> no. In my yeah. mind. Yeah. I, no, my, I my wife was not pleased. Um, trying to get to the airport, and it was just it's it's you get into routines and they're hard to break. I, I'm a hard I'm a hard guy to you know this. You say that all the time. I have a fragile ecosystem. You like to say. Oh, it's true. I think when you get into a routine, yeah, you like to follow it as much as you can. People don't realize what that means, but it is like you know, you go for a run every day, mm-hmm. and you go a certain length of time, and if. Uh, if a fly flaps its wings, you collapse. Just, it's just how it works. Exactly. When you have our hours and oh our, you got to get X it's, amount of sleep, you a, can't. It, there's it, so much you can't do in order to remain alive in your fragile ecosystem. It's very idiosyncratic. It is. Right? No doubt about it. A lot of idiosyncrasies yes. built in. And you just yep. have to accept those things and typically don't discuss them publicly. No, uh, thank you. No, but it is, that up. it is. It is worried a reality. about losing a toe. Well, I am. <laughs> You're gonna go running on a day like yesterday. You gotta. You gotta. I pick felt a your little spots. like I felt a little like Andy Reid. If I had a mustache, it would have been frozen. Let's uh, let's try Bob. Bob's in Aurora. Hey, Bob. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, I got a question. I know everyone's kind of trying to play GM this time of year, but it seems like all the uh, the talk has been about either the Bears. Sticking with Fields or drafting Caleb, um, what about another option that I think makes a lot of sense, which is trading down to one of these other teams that, that want to move up and collecting some more uh, first-round picks and, and later-round picks, getting a guy like Marvin Harrison or Joe Alt or the edge rusher Turner, and then also using your ninth pick on one of these other quarterbacks that nobody's talking about, Jaden Daniels, McCarthy, even Bo Nix. Um, every year it seems like everybody's obsessed with the, the first overall quarterback, and a lot of times that's not even the best quarterback in the draft.
But if we can still get a, a very solid quarterback yeah. and also pick up some more picks for the future and, and some more pieces that we need, um, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't that be in consideration? Thanks, Bob. Appreciate Thanks, the Bob. phone call. We'll get to that next. Yeah, we'll I answer think, that question. I, I, I do have an answer and thoughts on those All right, we'll questions. get to it next. Molly and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 the score.